Hello, ladies. Welcome back to another episode of Celebrate You with Moni Millares. Today, we have a very special guest. She, we met years, years ago in Escape the City, and she is a fascinating woman, uh, full of wisdom and a lot of depth. Uh, so today, we have Natalia Comis. Hello, Natalia. Hello. <laughs> How are so you nice today? to be here. <laughs> thank you. No, the honor is mine. Thank you. Thank you for joining us in the show today. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited for us to have this chat. Yeah, me too. You're like so interesting. I'm like, oh, really looking forward to this. <laughs> so I guess like, let's start with the basics. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit about you? Yes. So hello, my name is Natalia Comis. I'm an intuitive business mentor, a soul channel and a serial social entrepreneur. I've founded many businesses over the years and helped lots of other people found businesses too. And I am now the founder of Remote Mission as well. That's kind of the main gist of it all. Somebody mm. who wears lots of hats, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So you have Remote Mission and you also have like a coaching, mentoring business as well, right? Yes, yes. So I'm um, I'm a business mentor. I'm an energy healer. I'm an intuitive. I sort of merge a lot of my passions, a lot of the things that I naturally do and a lot of the things that I've trained in together to help people to ultimately, even with remote mission, it's helping people to discover and activate their soul mission so that they can make the world a better place in the process. Um, and with Remote Mission, it's about helping all people with skills all over the world to find their fulfilling remote jobs that they can do from wherever they want or need, because a lot of people just simply need to be remote whilst working. But the thing that I'm really passionate about is not just doing any job for the sake of it, not just doing mm. any work for the sake of it, but actually doing the things that light us up. Because in that process and, and doing the things that light us up and doing the things that we truly care about, we're making not only ourselves happier, but the, the rest of the world, right? And most of the people that I naturally attract are people that want to make a difference in some way. Um, you know, people who are going, do you know what? I don't just care about money. I don't just care about getting something that I'm enjoying, but I care about doing something for the greater good in some way. And mm. so, you know, hence remote mission, hence working with a lot of social entrepreneurs, but also just connecting people to their truth so that they can truly be authentic and, and through doing so, be nicer humans and yes. have a nicer planet. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love about the work that you do, that it's uh, you merge Exactly. You merge everything. You merge passion. You merge like a proper business with energy, with like soul. It has a lot of emotion behind it. Mm, yes. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's there's been a lot of ups and downs over the years for sure. And a lot of learning processes for me personally. And I've always had that golden thread. And it took a while for me to understand how much I can merge. You know, I, I was always merging creativity and adventure. I used to have an adventure business um, and wanting to bring business into it, but there was always something a little bit missing. Um, mm. And I always wanted to do something that was, you know, helping others and bringing some kind of social element into it. But I was denying a big part of myself because I was afraid of what that would look like in the business world. Oh, yes. I think many of us resonate yes. to that, especially if we are the escape the city type of crowd. Let me explain. Escape the city, it's like attracts the young professional with a like thriving career that wants to do something on the side, mm, yeah. <laughs> something that they're passionate about. And Definitely. I think this type of woman or man, it's the one that it's like, oh, I love this. And then we are scared about what the corporate world will say about us. Yeah. And, you know, this is coming from someone who wasn't even really in the corporate world ever properly. You know, I probably did maybe two, three years 
in that space, but most of the time I was constantly on the on on that sidelines, you know, constantly in between things, not really fitting anywhere properly. Mm. And so I was always a little bit like, oh, but if I am like this and I can fit in here, if I'm like this, I can fit in here. And I was I found it hard because I didn't know where I fitted in. And it took a while for me to go, do you know what? I don't care. I'm going to start this business. And if I don't feel like doing it anymore, I'm just not going to do it anymore. I don't want to necessarily get investments. I'm not going to accept this investment because, you know, I was having offers for different things for nice. um, my, especially my travel business. And I just, and it wasn't feeling right. And I'm Mm. a true believer in really going with what feels right. And even though you know, I was very much in the startup world. I was very much in the business world. You know, I was helping others, getting investment for others. And we were doing all sorts of awesome stuff. And I was feeling a little bit like a failure because I wasn't doing it for my own business in the same way. Yeah. But because it didn't feel right. And I couldn't immediately explain that properly to people at the time. And, um, and it took a lot of uh, other things to happen for me to go, Do you know what? whatever, I'm just gonna move on right now because something's not right about this. It doesn't feel, there's a reason why I'm not making it go bigger Mm. uh, and I'm not letting it go bigger, right? And it isn't because of fear of success or fear of failure of any of these things that a lot of people talk about in the business world. It's just, it just didn't feel right. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's, that's, you know, that's all we need. And so I went back to my art and my art for me, I I studied art at university. So for me, art is, it's really about healing. It's about coming back into a space of, okay, I can allow myself, I can be expressive. I can, you know, tap into who I am. I can tap into those emotions that I haven't been tapping into properly for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, And I can just be free for a minute. And forget all of the other stuff. And in that process, I realized that there was a whole other aspect of me that I hadn't been sharing or talking about or allowing myself to explore on a deeper level. Hmm. And it was so scary. I remember talking to a coach at the time. And I was literally crying on this call, yeah. going, but it's scary. All these people are going <laughs> to disown me because I'm like some weird spiritual, huge blah, blah, blah person. Like I'm into <laughs> some deep shit. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's a lot, a lot of the mainstream spiritual and it's amazing because it has become a lot more mainstream. Yes, it has. Years. Which but is even, even that stuff, you know, I go way beyond a lot of that. Like a lot of the stuff that even I don't share now it's like a whole nother cool. level and um I mean it's slowly slowly it's coming out there it's it's coming into what I do and into my programs and even remote mission you know which isn't particularly spiritual on the surface a lot of the stuff that we do behind the scenes it's connect to your truth you know it's yeah you figure it out really it isn't like when we accept people into the Facebook group, even we have quite a strict guideline of who we allow in. And it's people who genuinely care about more than just getting a job, making money, traveling the world, you know, and a lot of the the digital trends that have been happening, not so much this year, but especially in the last maybe three, four years where Mm -hmm. we were seeing this rise of, you know, the digital nomad and like, it's so cool and Instagram lifestyle and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, It was very ego based. It was very, um, yes, because I want to be seen in this Mm. place and the other rather than what does this mean for me? Exactly. Yeah. And for everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I was always, <laughs> I'm always the troublemaker at events. So I was always, you know, being called to, to go and speak at these events about the future of work and remote work and all of this stuff. And I'd be there like, well, actually, <laughs> don't bother doing it if you, this is the only reason you're doing it. Okay. Cause you're giving everybody a bad name. 
you're giving the future of work a bad reputation at the end of the day. Of course. If, if all you want to do is sit on the beach and, you know, sip a cocktail and pretend you're working, that's not going to work. <laughs> no, no. So I'm like, if that's not going to work, then <laughs> what can you tell us a little bit more about remote mission? It's like, mm -hmm. what is it, what's the journey that people that you recommend people go through when they say, you know what, I'm ready to go abroad remotely. Most yeah. of the times it's abroad and do different type of work rather than the office that I'm used to in my city type of yeah. work. So I, I actually have a video in the remote mission community where I went on a bit of a rant about this one day <laughs> and I, it was about what to do, you know, what to what questions to ask yourself before you even leave your job okay yeah and the big one is why why are you wanting to do this you know what is it that you're running away from what is it that you want to run towards you know mm -hmm. why are you um why why do you feel the need to leave this job And a lot of the time, you know, and then I'll go into some questions that I, I get people to answer, but a lot of the time, there's a lot of running that happens when we're wanting to, to es escape, ultimately. Escape, yeah. Escape the city, right, escape. Yeah, exactly, and, yeah. And, you know, you could go to the whole other side of the world and do a completely different job, but you might not be escaping the thing that you wanted to escape in the first place. No, because that one is inside. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so often it's not where you are or what you're doing. I mean, often it can be, and it can be huge, um, you know, that could be a huge influence on it. But ultimately it's what, what, am, I what, what am I creating? What reality am I creating? for myself, within myself. You know, what is my mind creating? Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of journaling and, you know, reflections and and a lot of, you know, sometimes it takes somebody else to to take us on that process, right? To take us on that journey and force us to answer yeah. those questions. Exactly. And I have a lot of questions that I time with my clients, so I'll literally give them 30 seconds to respond to certain things. And it's because I want them to just say whatever comes rather than overthink it, which we, you know, all of us do. Yeah. And, um, and it's okay. Well, you know, the answers to a lot of these things, you know, what it is that you want to do, you know, what it, what you want to, you know, what you believe in and what you stand for and all of these things, but you're letting everything else influence you. Why do we do that? For, yeah, why? Good question. I'm like, that's a very good question. <laughs> why do we do it? Well, because society dictates that that's one of the most important things, you know, to care about what everyone else cares about, right? What What is everyone else going to say about this? And it's the same thing where, you know, why was I so scared to bring this huge aspect of who I am into my work? Because I was scared what people were going to think. I was scared what my yeah. family might say. I was scared what my friends might say. I was scared about having to get new clients and, you know, all of these different things. Like what what will they think of me? What That's does this mean? That's a huge mean? question. Yeah. yeah. What does this mean? Who am I? Who am I if, if not this? Right? Yes. And when we take that away, when we stop thinking about everyone else and what what happens externally, It's like, okay, can right. relax. So, what, like, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want my life to look like? If I'm really honest with myself, right? If that's I a really good question. About, yeah, if I don't think about my partner or my family or my colleagues or what sh I should be doing based on what societies house us to do, um, you know, where where do I see myself? What do I feel is going to make me happy? What's, mm. What sounds peaceful? And I, I always come yeah. back to that. What is peace? What does peace yes. look like for me? 
because that's what I want. I want to I want to be at peace. Like I want a nice, happy, peaceful life. Yes, I think like it's like the more I become of a grown up, <laughs> it's like yes. <laughs> it's a yeah peace, being peaceful, being at peace with yourself and whatever the situation is is become so important. At least for my life, like peace, it's yeah. so important rather than happiness, because when you think, they are related, but uh, yeah, they are when different. You feel, when you feel the word peace, it's an instant relief. Yeah, it's just like you're just like I can do anything, but if I'm peaceful, if I'm peaceful, doesn't matter what comes my way, I can handle it. Yeah. Um, and that's you know, and then the second question is, what what are my needs, right? Oh, that's a really good question. Needs? And I, as I said earlier, you know, when we're talking about remote work, my big passion with remote mission was. I don't just want the privilege to be able to get jobs. I don't just want, you know, people who do want to just go off and travel to be able to do this. I want all people who have the skills to have access to something that's going to not only be uh, giving them the means, right, giving them money to pay their bills and to do what they need to do, but also fulfill them in a way that's going to bring them happiness and peace. Um, so, you know, it's what do I need? What do I need? to live a peaceful life? What do I need in my physical reality? And what do I need within me? What do I personally mm. need to feel at peace? And when you start to look at it from that perspective, whether you're looking for a remote job, whether you're looking to start your own business, whatever it is, it's okay. Let's start here. Because when I, you know, and for a lot of people that starts at, safety security stability yeah you know, if we're looking at our chakras it's it's the base chakra it's that root chakra the the very you know the first thing i need to lay those foundations what, yeah to feel safe and grounded what are those foundations for me yeah what does safety look like what do i personally need to feel secure for a lot of people that's money or a home or um like actual support from somebody else yeah. um, and it's okay well what you know how can I create that for myself so that everything else that I do feels easier because I've got a sense of safety and security you know and it might yes. be that you've got a savings account or it might be that okay well I'm gonna get a part-time job whilst I am able to explore all of this other stuff or it might be okay well what let's look into that why do I feel like money is such a big thing for me right do and I that's actually a big need thing. that yeah it's a big thing for many of us and one of the things you know for me I'm a risk taker I'm like the one of the biggest risk takers out there I'm very I'm an Aries I'm very fiery I'm just like let's do this um yeah. so I I thrive on challenges I thrive on okay I don't have money how am I going to make money what am I going to do mm. to create something so that I can then go and do this? So for me, it wasn't so much money isn't so much the security thing. For me, it's I need somewhere where I can have my feet on the ground, where I can be stable, I can be grounded so that I can do all this other not so grounded stuff in the process. Yes, yes, I, I understand. <laughs> so, you know, for me, traveling was always quite difficult because it's constantly uprooting yourself yes it um is. so you know the digital nomad lifestyle that does not suit me every few weeks every few months maybe yeah but every few weeks no and the more I've gone into um the more I've explored and opened myself up spiritually as well and grown that aspect of who I am and evolved the more that's even more important to me. My environment is probably the biggest thing for me. And that is definitely my root chakra stuff. You know, that's where uh, this is what I need in order to be able to do all the other stuff. Hmm. And moving around every time is, it sets me back straight back to the beginning again. Yeah. 
because I need to clear the energies, I need to like create my space, I need to know what's going on around me, I need to create some a safe space to be able to work in and to be in in general. And that, you know, that's not like a quick flick of a button. No, it takes time to set up everything around you, yeah. Yeah, and to feel um to feel grounded in that space as well. You know, there's lots of different components to that. And uh, and to someone who's quite sensitive in terms of energy, there's a lot that, you know, you need to do in order to protect your energy as well. Um, so, yeah. So it, it, going back to those questions, you know, what is it that you need? What is it that you need and what is it that you want? And then what do you stand for? Hmm. What are your values? What's important to you? What are you going to step up for? What do you believe in? And when we're talking about our mission, our sole mission, that's a huge aspect of it. Because if you don't believe in what you're aiming to do, you're not going to put in half the amount of work. Yeah. And And it takes work. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Yeah, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. (laughs) And you're not going to be as motivated. You know, you're not going to keep relighting that fire in your belly to keep going for it. The spark's not going to keep coming up and it's going to feel difficult and it's going to be easier to walk away from it. Yes. And that's why I do believe people who create and do work for something bigger than, um, it doesn't have to be, you know, much bigger than yourself, but it's something that isn't only going to benefit you on an individual ego ish level right it's Mm -hmm. how is this going to grow my soul how is this going to impact those around me or impact the the people or the planet or the environment that I'm working in or towards and when you start to focus on okay what what are my values you know what is it that I want to be known for what is it that I stand for what is it that I, you know, that makes me cry? What is it that I'm not going to sit around and keep quiet about because this is this means something? That's when you go, okay, this there's something here. Yeah. There's something here that I want to explore because there's a, there's a spark going off. Yes, and then what do you do when you have that curiosity? Because many people, it's like, oh, I don't know where to start. But then you just gave us the answer on how to start. But then once you find that je ne sais quoi, that mm. kind of like calls your attention, how do you connect further to that? Yeah, great question. One of the things that a lot of people who are open to being curious do is there there's a lot of curiosity so there'll be more than one thing right more more like more than likely so for me I had I had this problem big time when I first started in in the business scene in that I wanted to do this and then this took my interest and I wanted to do that and I was like oh there's so many amazing things and so many things that I feel a spark for and which one and and um and I did all of it (laughs) I did all of it now I don't necessarily recommend that you do all of it (laughs) but what I do recommend is one of the things that helped me was to have an ideas journal and in that you write down all the things that do create a spark all the things that you feel curious about all the things that are going I there's something here and you leave it you don't act on it immediately you leave it for a few weeks a month, three months, and then you come back and you go, is this still, is there a spark still here? Is this like, oh, is this something going on that I really want to keep exploring about this? If the answer is yes, then you go and and you give three, six months to that curiosity. You know, you, you commit to doing that. And then if it goes somewhere else, amazing. If it doesn't, and if something else sparks your attention, same process go back to it see if it's still feeling good give it time one of the things that I learned at art school which is probably one of the main lessons that I that I picked up and that I mm-hmm. 
come back to is it's never the first idea. It's never the first try. It's almost always from the third one onwards. Yeah. And it all, that in itself almost gives you permission to not worry about it so much. Such a good word, permission, because that's what I thought. It gives you permission to just like try it once, try it twice, three times, even four. And you're like, who cares if it doesn't work? It's never the first time. Yeah. And I yeah. think as well, it's, it, you could have one amazing idea, but until you start exploring it, it's not going to become epic, right? It's not going to become something actually amazing in real life. And I was always, um, I, I'm a big visionary, you know, I have a huge imagination. So I was always yeah. imagining these amazing things. But then when I tried to make them in real, real life, you know, practically, it was never as good as my imagination. Mm. And the first time round, you know, I'd be like, oh, it's not working. It looks, it's looking rubbish. And, or, you know, from a business perspective, I'm not, it's not feeling the same way. It's not getting to the same level that I was expecting it to. And, you know, and getting frustrated. But if you just tweak something or if you just go, you know, go off and come back to it and try try something slightly different or come back with a different energy even you know just go do you know what 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 about if I try something completely different for a minute just to shift where I'm at with this come back with a different mindset different energy oh voila something entirely new that I hadn't seen before in this yes in this that's a very good point very very good point because right. like how we show up in front of the idea, it's like, oh, I might be frustrated at work and I want to escape and I want to build this instead of, I don't know, I just went on holiday and I've been in the beach and I'm inspired or something as simple as once I've started the project, I'm working when I'm tired versus I just had a nap or exactly. I just meditated and then yeah. it's like, and then I can put my energy into the thing that I'm creating and the yes. energy is totally different one of the things I always do um whenever I feel like I'm getting frustrated with something or it's not working or it doesn't feel in flow I either go and have a shower mm. or a bath whatever day time of day is or um I go out for a walk in nature you know just just for that movement and that just freshness and connection to nature or um, one of the things I used to do when I had a trampoline was literally go and jump on the trampoline for 10 minutes. Yes. And it would Most completely empty. shift. Yeah, it would completely shift my mindset and my energy. And, um, and it's so important to be aware, be self-aware of how are we feeling? What is happening? Why are we getting frustrated? What is going on here? And am I fixating on something? when I should just be letting it go for a minute. And when you do that, you can come back, try something new, second version of the idea, second version of the business, you know, whatever it is. Okay, slightly, slightly improved, slightly different, same process, onto the third one. Um, and genuinely, it always works for me. You know, I'm on my fourth business now, and this is the most success I've had. This is the um, most fulfillment, most alignment. And I don't mm. think I would have got here had I not done what I'd done, right? Had I not explored and been curious, I probably could have done it in more flow and less pushing and less hard work and less yeah. not listening. Um, and it probably would have been a lot quicker, which is why I want to help my clients make sure that they don't do the same mistakes. Yes. Yes, because we learn with experience. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and if I if I'd got support earlier on, I think it would have been a lot smoother and a lot quicker as well. And that's one of you know one of the mistakes that I had that I went through was I felt like I had to do it all on my own, um, mm. and I didn't. You know, I didn't need to do that. And yeah, and that was 
big learning curve for me because I was, you know, my first business was a, was a marketing agency and I was, you know, hired people, I brought people into the team and I grew it and I hired all the wrong people. I made lots of mistakes early on that meant it wasn't feeling aligned. And instead of shifting that and changing it and, you know, going back and admitting to those mistakes and hiring new people and just keep going, I was like, no, I'm not enjoying it. This isn't working. I'm moving on to a different business. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like pluses and minuses. Um, but ultimately what I was doing then, I'm still doing now in a huge level. A lot of the things that were part of both of my, like, especially my two previous businesses, I'm doing now, but in a slightly different way. Mm, yes. That it's probably a little bit more aligned. Yes, definitely. With what you're doing. Definitely, yeah. And um, and I think that comes back to, well, the reason I was doing those things was because I did have the skills. I did have the skills to create those businesses. I had the skills to support the people in the way that I was supporting them to, you know, create great marketing campaigns or to um, create amazing adventures in different parts of the world. Like all of the things that I'd been doing um, and on those adventures, it was creative walking adventures. So it was all about personal development and self-growth through creativity. Oh, I remember walking. those. Yeah. I'm I remember now. Yes. And walking in nature. And I absolutely loved it. Like it was amazing. And the, genuinely the um, transformation that used to take place in the space of a few days was insane. Like it really was insane. And I still use so many of the techniques that I used to use then now, um, you know, and I unfortunately did bring back retreats last year, but obviously that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Got we it. know the story. <laughs> um, so there's definitely lots of elements that I, I'm using now that I did have back then. And that's because they were skills of mine. You know, I'm not going to completely forget that I have those skills, but I'm harnessing them in a different way. And I think people forget that when, you know, just because you've left an industry or you've left a type of job or a type of work doesn't mean you've got to create a whole new set of skills and create a whole new life, right? You, that's part of who you are. There's a reason that you are good at those things. You don't have to use them all the time and every day, but harness them in a way that's yeah. going to support who you are now your new rebirth and who you're right? becoming yeah yes. exactly yeah um so when we're you know especially for people who are looking for new work and remote work it's what skills do I have that I can bring to the table whether they're soft skills whether they're practical skills you know it's think beyond the stuff that's in the resume think beyond the things that are in a job application because the, when we're looking in the impact world that's what you need to bring you need to bring the things that aren't just the obvious it's who am I and what can I bring as a person mm. to this organization to this um you know to, to this movement yes and and it's like by bringing something that you're passionate about, you also enjoy life more because then you are like in your flow and you're aligned and then you're happy doing what you'd like doing anyways. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Life is better. Life is just better in general. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I'm curious to know, like yesterday I was listening to one of your interviews <laughs> with one of the ladies that you mentor. I want to, it's like, I want to know everything about your other business. <laughs> it was so interesting. It's like, you have, you have like a business mastermind, but mm -hmm. it's not just a mastermind. Yeah. Uh, it's not the traditional business mastermind. There's a lot of energy and you talk about the elements, um, Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. So um, all of my programs that I do now um, in my, you know, in my mentoring and coaching business, they are more than business, right? So they all incorporate soul, strategy, 
energy alignment you know all the things that we've been talking about on it but on a really deep transformative level so it's like encompassing everything on a much more um you know I don't like to use the word holistic but on a holistic level in terms of your soul your mind your body Mm. your business and your business has its own soul mind and body right and it's what do these you know looking at who you are and who your business is and combining them and um so I have a, a membership where we have soul work and um business classes and the two always go hand in hand um and the mastermind so the mastermind is the only place where I teach my elemental business framework, my methodology. And this actually came about from uh, back in early 2019, I became certified in a brand new healing modality Hmm. called elemental healing. And I was one of maybe 20 people at the time who'd been certified in this globally. And it was I won't go into the story because it's quite long but the way it all came about was very you know it just happened it just happened I was suddenly I'd actually had a dream about unicorns and you know I'm a very spiritual person but my spirituality was much more um much more grounded and much more human you know like I wasn't so much in the fairies and unicorns like I might have sort of believed in it a little bit but I wasn't very I wasn't that hippy dippy was what how I imagined that at the time and so you know I love animals I like very connected to animals in the spirit world and I've always seen ghosts and I've always talked to spirits and I've always had to deal with energy clearing wherever I went even if I didn't want to (laughs) and um so I had this dream about unicorns and I remember thinking that's so weird like I don't have an association with unicorns like what's this all about um and there was a whole nother aspect it's this huge um almost like a whole film in a dream you know when you have those kind of dreams where they're like Mm. films yeah and it really was really intense and I remember being like this means something I don't really know what it means yet but it means something and then literally I think it was the day the next day or the next two days I suddenly came across this woman that I'd um worked with or had I even worked with her then I I think I'd just known about her um like years ago and suddenly she just appeared in front of me again and she was like this is new elemental healing program and there's unicorns and there's this and there's that and the elements of the earth I was like this is literally my dream this is so (laughs) weird so I just knew that I had to do it so I did it. it happened um I became certified and it just awoke all of the stuff in me that I'd had um, from my childhood. So I'm half Greek. I lived in Greece for most of my childhood and um, and I was always connected to the elements. I was always connected to Mother Earth and to the trees and to the animals. And I was yeah. all, it's where I spent all of my time. I literally used to run away from home and be in nature constantly. Nice. And uh, and I used to play War- Xena Warrior Princess, obviously. Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> running that's around. super cool. <laughs> um, so this connection to the elements was always something that I had. But when I did the healing, it was suddenly everything came together. And me being me, <clears throat> I thought this is an amazing way for me to bring everything else that I know and that I've been working on into something into something new that connects with someone that I've always been and Mm, that yeah and that you know and and bringing my spiritual aspect and the elements into it at a much not just a deeper level but a much more obvious way just felt perfect 
And so I created the elemental business framework, which is literally harnessing the elements, the five elements, earth, water, air, fire, and spirit, in a way that helps us not only connect to ourselves and activate each of our chakras, because our chakras are all aligned to the elements as well, but activate us to those elements and to their elementals. So each element has its own, um, almost like support team, let's say, and bringing that into business. So how does that look from a business standpoint? So when we were talking about our root chakra, that's the earth element, right? Being grounded. What does that look like? And what do we need to do for that to be activated in a business sense, in a, you know, in a professional sense, as well as within ourselves? How can we heal these aspects of us that have been holding us back so that Mm. we can set solid foundations, both in our life and in our business? And then, um, you know, and then we've got water, which is all about intuition and our emotions and relating to our clients and understanding them and so much about the feminine aspects of how we do life. Because, you know, that's another thing that I'm really passionate about, the feminine and masculine energy and what that means and what that looks like. And for so many of us, especially those who've been in the corporate world, it's masculine energy. We live in masculine every day. So much, yeah. you know, and that's where burnout happens. That's where that constant pushing and, you know, the ego and caring about what everyone thinks and all of that stuff, that's where all that comes into place because it's an imbalanced masculine. Yep. Um, and so the water element is very much connecting us to that divine feminine energy. Yeah, yeah to the flow. It's back to the flow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we go into fire, which is aligned action, which is balanced masculine. And that's where we get that oh, spark. I love that. That's where the, you know, the fire is, starts to burn and that's connected to our solar plexus, right? Which is the creation. Let's create something. Let's transform something. Let's, um, you know, let's set those sparks off and let's take aligned action on that. Yeah. Yes, because there's a great difference between aligned action and massive action. Yes. Exactly. Which a lot of people talk about. Oh, massive action. No, no, no. It's mm-hmm. aligned, inspired action. Yeah. And when it's balanced masculine, you know when to pause. Yeah. Before taking proper aligned action. And it's not a constant doing, it's doing when it's right it's doing when the energy has hit its peak when you know you've got liftoff right Mm. (laughs) as opposed to allowing the lava to completely consume everything and you're like oh it's so much work so much to do (laughs) yeah overwhelm overwhelm yeah um and then we've got air the air element which is all about understanding who you're working with it's about using your voice it's about activating your heart chakra and and being able to connect with your soul clients with the people that Mm. you naturally attract so on the mastermind we use astrology and numerology and I've also got someone coming in to talk about human design as well it's harnessing oh I love human design (laughs) yeah so it's harnessing all these tools in a way that's going to help you to connect to your intuition right become the master teacher that you are so that you can go Mm. I know who I am I know what I'm here to do I understand my mission I'm going to call my back power back and be the leader I'm meant to be and use all of these tools you know everything that I teach they're tools Like whether you're using cards, whether you're using astrology, whether you're using numerology, whatever it is, you know, I give my clients the tools to then step into their own roles. You know, I'm not a guru over here. I'm not like your teacher that you have to listen to everything to. I'm guiding you and offering you the way for you to be your own master teacher. I love that. And that's how we, that's how we empower people. 
Yeah, because then you start believing more in you. And then also you learn how to leverage your strengths. And it's not your strengths. You, you learn to leverage your intuition and your talents. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Your soul yeah. gifts, right? Exactly. That's the word, your yeah. gifts. Yeah. And, um, and it, you know, like my, my mission really is to help you, to help you guys be the leaders of the yeah. next age, right? To be your own leaders. Um, and so, yeah, and so we use all of these tools to help you to understand yourself better, help you to understand your clients, help you to create a business and a brand and work that's aligned with that. So you get all of the framework that you need in place to then be able to go and take aligned action. And on top of that, you have all the healing that takes place. Mm. So it's it's literally huge there's so many elements to this mastermind it's the business mastermind aspect of it that in fact that you've got support and this group and people there to help you and you know brainstorm and all that kind of traditional mastermind stuff but then you've got yeah almost like a whole nother course that's part of it which you have lifetime access to you can come back to time and time again this whole framework that you can actually use in so many parts of your life it doesn't need to be business um and then you've got the internal healing that takes place where you've got energy healing soul channeling so for everyone on the mastermind they get one-to-one energy healing and soul channeling um through me and then there's group healing that takes place with each element so each element Mm actually has its own energy and um once we're activated into that and can harness that we can heal all of the imbalances that are held there oh so wherever we have an imbalance in our you know in our root chakra in our earth element we can start to heal those wherever we have that masculine imbalance in the fire element we can start to heal those things so it's really you know, deep transformative work, but then has all of this other stuff that is on top of that, you know, all of the more 3D stuff, right? Yeah. Um, And it's funny because I think I was saying to someone this morning how I was getting frustrated by when I wanted to bring it out again for the second round. I wanted to do it six months ago. And I was like, oh, I really like, there's something not right about it bringing out now. And then I got ill and just loads of stuff happened that kept meaning I kept having to postpone it. And then I eventually thought, yeah, this is is it now. Right, bring it out right now. Amazing, feels great. And then all these little things started happening that confirmed to me that it was the perfect time. You know, when you start knowing how to listen to the signs and, understanding what's going on around you and really listening to yourself you start to get that validation you know when you've got faith and when you've trusted the validation that you've done the right thing comes it shows up yes and uh, one of those things was the last time that I ran the the conscious business sign mastermind was the uh, full moon in Scorpio had just happened and um, lots of stuff had happened for me personally. I just moved countries, like loads of things had happened. And then throughout the six months, you know, we had floods, we had fires in Australia and we had yeah. the pandemic. And all of those things happened in accordance with the element that we were working on. Oh, that is so interesting. Right. And this time round, Again, just as I've launched it, we've got a full moon in Scorpio. Yeah. And what happens when you have the full moon in Scorpio, six months later, you have a new moon in Scorpio. So it's a six-month cycle, um, and it's literally death and rebirth. That's what the full moon in Scorpio Mm. represents. And, you know, and I hadn't even, like, for once which is quite unusual for me. I hadn't even looked to see what was going on planetary-wise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, just this is when it needs to come, go do it. And then when I realized, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, okay, perfect. 
this is this is exactly what needed to happen and so it's really is about trusting trusting your intuition trusting what when things feel right when um you know sometimes not pushing is is exactly what needs to happen you know if you push too much why is that why are you constantly pushing against something that isn't working out yeah it's not it's not in flow and most of the time it is because you feel like you have to or it's that imbalanced masculine because you know of maybe the need for money or this or that or whatever things that actually are again external factors Mm -hmm. and if you were to just trust and listen and go with, with what feels good things always fall yeah. into alignment yes yeah they do and sometimes it's like when we're pushing 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 then mother nature has a way to tell us oh, oh. that's not the right way and that's <laughs> it's, it's in those moments that you're like shoot Damn it. why did i do that <laughs> I know. and you're like oh but those moments that i call like they're like the mini crises <laughs> it's like something happens and you're like oh but at the same time it's painful but you know that there is a purpose for that happening that breakup that end of a job whatever it is but it's like the end of something most of the times and it's very painful but you know deep inside that it's like good but at the same time you're trying to hold on to that and be like no wanted it oh my goodness so much the death before the rebirth right exactly yeah exactly Um, I'm in the middle of writing a book at the moment and um and one of the things that I talk about in the book is all the times I was forced to stop oh all the times I was forced to stop when I should have stopped before being forced to by the universe or whatever and um for me because I was pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and then it's like bam massive accident broken arms broken this like natural disasters literally it's it was it was everything that could possibly stop me in my tracks so that I literally couldn't do anything <laughs> because, and you have I, to stop. because I kept ignoring all the other stop signs yeah you know, all the smaller stop signs, I just kept ignoring them, putting them back, being like, no, no, it doesn't mean anything. I don't care. I'm just going to keep pushing, keep pushing. And, you know, so I, the amount of broken bones I've had over the years has been ridiculous. The amount of accidents that were unnecessary. Every <laughs> single time I remember writing in my journal, this has happened because I didn't I stop. had to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And the last time I had a big accident, I was like, right, that's it. No more. No more of this. <laughs> no. It's like, listen to the signs. I can't break any more bones. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, a big accident hasn't happened since, Touchwood. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, yeah. But it is, it wow. really is, you know, exactly what you said. The universe puts things in your way. And you've just got to listen. You've got to listen to those signs. You've got to listen to your body. Um, our body is one of the easiest ways for us to connect to our intuition. You know, it doesn't mm. have to be all up here. It can. It's like our physical body shows us. It shows us the way. Yeah, it even shows like, oh, if I'm having pain, I don't know, like back pain, mm. that's different if I'm having like knee pain. You know, or like throat pain or tummy pain. It tells us like so many different things. So, oh my God, there's so much wisdom in our body. So much, you know, and it's it's part of the earth as well. You know, we are so interconnected to the earth that we for, we forget how simple it can be. You know, how, how easy that connection is is it doesn't have to be difficult it doesn't have to be complicated it's it we we are simply beings on planet earth and we are part of who she is and she is part of who we are it's beautiful that you touch on how simple it could be because i was thinking 
Like, well, yeah, the body tells us different things if we listen, but sometimes it's not that easy to listen. It's simple, but yeah. it's we need to tune in to really listen. What do you do to listen to your body? Oh, um, different things. At the moment, it's definitely time, taking time to be in silence, to go on my own for a walk. Because most of the time I'm now walking my dog, which is lovely. But even with her presence, it's different than mm. being completely on my own. Um, yeah. And so that on a very simple level, those really easy things to do, right? And um, sacred baths and just literally having that space and moment to just allow my mind to calm, allow my thoughts mm. to calm. And when I'm, one of the one of the reasons I had started I'm Adventures, you know, the, the walking business was walking and movement is so... Uh, it's one of the easiest ways for us to clear our minds and for yep. us to be able to just tune into the movement and when you do that you can then tune into your breath you can then tune into space right when you start to let go of all of the other stuff even what's going on around you and you just focus on that movement then it's that rhythm, it's that flow. And that flow takes you to a whole nother space, a whole nother level. Mm. Um, and that for, from a you know a starting point, that's one of the easiest ways that I recommend. And then the other things that I do is, um, you know, simple things like meditating and all of that kind of stuff. But if it's something that I'm having trouble with and I'm having to make a decision or I'm having to you know, work something out or I'm getting in my head instead of tuning mm, in. Yeah. I, I physically use my body. So I literally, um, two different ways. One of the ways would be I create uh, two physical spaces. So if I'm making a decision, I'm creating two physical spaces in my room or outside or wherever I am. This space means a this space means b right if i'm making a decision this is this decision this is that decision um if i'm trying to work out what feels good this or that and i go into that space i'm like okay this is this is this one imagine it be in it i'm in the space this is who i am in this situation go into that one this is who i am in this situation come back out take a nice deep breath okay let's go in them now having, you know, created that seen. space, having seen yeah. it, having felt it, let's go in and feel it now. How does it feel? And tune into how your physical body feels in that space. And instantly you'll have some kind of reaction. And the more that you do this, the more you'll recognize the reactions. You know, what's a hell yes and what's a hell no. Yeah. And sometimes it's not as obvious as a hell no but it's a oh I don't know this is a bit scary a bit weird mm. and you but you in, you know your body responds another really easy way is um our hands um and our body create a lot of energy whether you're a healer yep. or energy person doesn't really make any difference you know if you've already worked with energy before it will be easier but it, you don't have to so if you hold your hand over your thigh, so your left hand over your left thigh, and you close your eyes and it's just you're just hovering it. It's not quite on your on your leg. You can start to feel almost some resistance there, some energy, some kind of movement that happens in that space. Yeah. You just focus on that. You focus on your hand above your thigh. You just bring all of your attention there. Taking some deep breaths as you're doing it. And then you're going to ask yourself something that you know the answer to. So you know that the answer 
is a yes or a no. You know, it's easier probably to start with a yes. So maybe something like, my name is Natalia Comis. Or is my name Natalia Comis? The answer is going to be yes. And then you focus on what does that feel like? What is your hand doing? Can you feel energy coming in or out? Like, what is the movement that you feel? Is your hand tingling? And then as you focus on that, and you just keep asking questions that you know the answer is yes to, and that that response amplifies to the point we get, okay, I get, I get what's going on in my hand, I get what's happening, I know what feels like a yes. And then you ask a question that you know the answer is no. And you're going to get a different feeling. And you focus again on what does that feel like? How does that feel different? And it might be really subtle. It might be that you almost feel like there's energy going out of your hand or that you feel um, energy in the palm of your hand or maybe it's even some resistance Mm. happening between your thigh and your hand. You know, everyone will feel it slightly differently. And again, the more that you practice this, the more you'll know what a yes is and what a no is. And it's that simple. It's that simple. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, because then preferably we've reconnected to feeling. Yeah, to feeling our body and our energy. Yeah. And it's as simple as yes, no, how does it feel different? Yeah. That was a great exercise. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Awesome. It feels like just like a natural and I feel like so sad now. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> Good. It was like reconnected peace. and peaceful. Yeah, so peaceful. Awesome. Um so where can we find you? Yeah. Um my name, Natalia Comis on Instagram, my website, anywhere really. Um Remote Mission, it's just remotemission.com if you if you want to check that out and you can sign up to the free newsletter that we where we send out jobs um, and you can also get a free workbook which helps you to discover your remote mission. And um, if you want to find out about the mastermind, that is on, you can find that on my website, nataliacommerce.com slash conscious business design. Perfect. How often do you have the mastermind? Well, who knows? <laughs> It's open currently until the the 10th of May. I don't know when you'll be releasing this, but it'll be until the 10th of May. We'll Uh, release it before. (laughs) Okay, cool. And that is uh, for six months. And then we'll see when it feels right to do it again. I normally, I aim to do one every year, but yeah, I don't know for sure. But if it's not the mastermind, then I have other things that I release, other programs. So prefer when I thought I was going to release the mastermind this time, I ended up releasing a completely new program that I channeled through, which was called Temple Journey. And that was all about these new um, energetic frequencies and temples that are coming into our awareness now on planet earth. Um, And they were brand new. And ever since we've actually been uncovering real life physical temples that have been connected to them. So it's really exciting to see it all right. start to unfold. Oh, that's very interesting. Mm, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I also saw that you have a uh, self-care boxes. I yes. love them. Yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> I was like, shop. oh <laughs> yes, yes, the shop is beautiful. <laughs> um yeah, so all of my clients, whenever they work with me, they get free gifts like that. So I was giving them to them and I thought I might as well just put some of these on on an actual shop for people to have as well. So yeah. Yeah, they are beautiful. And you can see the packaging and uh, even the name and the pictures, everything. You can see that it's like so aligned. Yeah. Thank you. It's it's beautiful boxes. Well, each box and each crystal and every element that goes in is cleared. So energetically cleared um, and also healing energy added into them as well so it's all you know it's about offering something that really feels good really feels right 
Yeah. Good. Amazing. Oh, well, thank you oh, so much for this chat. Absolute pleasure having you. <laughs> yes. It's been so nice to be here and to talk about things, um, you know, and to just be able to, even for me, to reflect on some of this stuff as well. So thank you. Awesome. No, thank you. And then just to close the show, usually I send a big hug of love all the way from Malaysia to the rest mm. of the world. But I'll let you, if, if you could do me the honors, then uh, to close and then send everyone off with a lot of love covering all of the world. I love that. Yes, I will. Thank you. So breathing in, bringing down this amazing love energy and sending it out to all of you listening, to everyone around you and to the planet as a whole. And to you, Moni, thank you. Thank you. It's been beautiful. Thank you. Bye. Ciao, ladies. I'll speak with you next week. Hope you enjoyed it. I massively enjoyed it. Super centered, super zen. Thank you, Natalia, so much. And then speak with you soon. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs>